0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie bump it tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie bump it tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie bump it tonight. Let's go!
1: <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're like, It's not my fault, man. I swear to God. <laughs> Oh, and I've got the hiccups, this'll be fucking fun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Tuesday night crippled edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Alrighty, righty. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to a Tuesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. But unfortunately, it's just the DLive crew tonight. It's just us, guys. It's just you and me. Um, The reason I'm late, there was a problem with the Restream servers. They wouldn't connect for some reason. And I tried all of the workarounds and I tried, you know, rebooting and I tried, uh, you know, uh, getting new stream keys, tried reinstalling all of that stuff. Nothing worked. So uh, for some reason, Restream today doesn't like me, but trusty DLive, good old trusty DLive. Uh, by the way, my partnership uh, application is pending. D Live, just letting you know, and your glorious platform is the only one that we can rely on here <laughs> to make sure that we can get a show out to the adoring D Live audience, who are very loyal and you know very fond of this of this platform, and blah blah and etc cetera, etc. Cetera, you know the rest of the greasing of the wheels kind of stuff. So. <laughs> Whilst my partnership application is sitting in your hot little hands, just let it be known that today we could only do, we're exclusive on D Live today because Restream didn't want to play nice. So here we are. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Tonight's recommended drink, as always, cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no name crackers. This is the wine and Brack- uh, crackers broadcast. I'm a little discombobulated. So, exactly. Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Politics in the chat. d is so great, we say. We say it's so great. <laughs> so much to get through, so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash Bumper Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. Check your jewellery box. Oh, Kimmy with the diamond. Boo. Did that scare your hiccups away? Maybe. I'm not sure. I think if I just keep talking as quickly as possible and don't take any breaths, Maybe the hiccups will go because the hiccups just started while the intro was playing. So everything's going according to plan, which, as you know, means it's going to be an absolutely fantastic show. (laughs) If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, then you can do so by following me at Boogie Bumper. And just incidentally, somebody followed me on Twitter just a few minutes ago. And I'm very pleased to report that our little friend Bumpy has found a home. Bumpy is in Texas, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Little Bumpy, the one-of-a-kind, genuine, authentic, daily boogie butt plug, has made his way to Texas. (laughs) And it's a beautiful day out there in Texas for Little Bumpy. Boogie the butt plug made an account. There he is. (laughs) Bumpy the butt plug. (laughs) Uh, The one and only Bumpy made America. There you go. Bumpy has its own Twitter, and Bumpy has found a home, a loving, adoring home, in texas ladies and gentlemen the daily boogie butt plug so there you have it <laughs> absolutely sensational uh let's kick off tonight's show i do have a couple of follow-up items i have a couple of little interesting items from around the world but of course this episode is called the follow-up and apologies if you're on one of the other platforms normally and you're listening to the podcast later or watching the replay the replay will still be up on bit so you know people won't miss out if they're willing to watch a replay but whatever um this, t- this show is called the follow-up because there are a couple of things a couple of things that have accelerated in the last few days that we've touched on and th- the worm has turned ladies and gentlemen but first before we get too far down the track, I want to show you this yesterday we spoke about the problem the very severe problem when it comes to white people at Black Lives Matter protests making signs. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Yesterday, we spoke about the very real problem of white people at Black Lives Matter protests making signs glorifying black penis and how this is actually racism. Now, in that vein, pardon the pun, uh, the Great Irrational Times a few days ago released a song dedicated to a guy you've seen him around the traps you've seen him in the chat rooms a guy named trenton wade he's a great guy he's a great guy tremendous guy i love this guy get this guy up here he's a fucking hell of a guy look at this fucking guy over here trenton wade he's been going to the protest rallies in austin and live streaming you see him he's a regular in all of the little chat rooms he's built like a brick shit house. he's built like a tank he's fucking huge this guy And while we were watching his live stream of going around the various little protests, the Black Lives Matter protests, he also happens to be a black guy. So while we were going around, watching him go around these protests, we discovered that a lot of the uh, women that attend these little rallies and attend these little protests, very thirsty for our boy Trenton. (laughs) They were gagging. The tongue was hanging out. As our man was patrolling around these protests, being very polite, just live streaming, asking people questions, saying hello. He was also rocking the Revenge of the sis shirt while he was at the Black Lives Matter protest, which was incredibly fucking delicious from an ironic standpoint. Loved it. So, <laughs> he's he's uh, thank you, Kitty's putting it out on the on the uh, in the chat. I, I'm, a, I'm all over the place tonight. I need to centre myself. And a great way to center ourselves, I think, is with the, the musical genius of Irrational Times who's made this song, the Trenton Wade anthem, ladies and gentlemen. For our man, our bromo sapien, our bromo sexual, the human tank, the human tripod. Remember, stop glorifying black penis at these protest rallies, okay? With that in mind, let's show let's show you the the anthem. Written by and performed by and produced by the great, the talented Irrational Times for our bromosexual Trenton Wade. Let's have a look.
0: It's Trenton. It's Trenton Wade. He's headed to the protest and he's gonna get laid. It's Trenton. It's Trenton Wade. (laughs) Those sexy reparations are about to get paid It's Trenton That's Trenton Wade A whole lot of muscle, but still got brains That's Trenton Trenton Wade Those girls be lining up behind him just like a train Oh yeah Come on y'all, that's right and nothing but a protest
1: podcast. It's got a great 70s vibe to it
0: Where my bricks at?
1: Where my bricks at? <laughs>
0: That's the corniest dancing I ever did see <laughs> Come on over here dog I'll put a pep in your step Come on
1: dog it. There he is. The great Trenton Wade, ladies and gentlemen, as immortalized now forevermore by the great irrational times. <laughs> Where are my bricks at? <laughs> Fantastic stuff. He always nails it, irrational times. Uh, so give Trenton Wade to follow. Um, is that a guy? I, I assume so. <laughs> give rational times a follow. Give Trenton Wade to follow. He's been doing great work out there filming the protests in Austin, Texas. Speaking of protests, ladies and gentlemen, you know I like to keep you up to date with what's happening down here in the little old sunburnt land of Down Under. We've had our own sympathy Black Lives Matter protests over the weekend. So I thought I'd give you a little update, give you maybe a bit of a scoop, let you know how we're handling the protests before they get too out of hand ladies and gentlemen let's see exactly how the uh, the Australian boys in blue who have been very busy over the last few months arresting people for doing heinous things like walking on the beach eating pizza in a car um, what else sitting on a park bench having a picnic so there's been real criminals out there that they've had to deal with so these peaceful protesters would obviously be no match for our boys in blue who haven't been over-policing at all over the last few months. Of course not. I mean, it's very normal to uh, throw people to the ground and handcuff them if they're sitting in a car eating pizza on their own. Like, that's it's fine. We expect that. This is a country of criminals as it is anyway. So uh, let's see how the boys in blue are handling things down here in Little Old Down Under for my American brothers and sisters and, and other friends as well. Police are making no apologies after capsicum spray was blasted at a group of protesters. Can we just take a moment? Can we just take a moment to appreciate how surreal that is in current year in 2020? Police are making no apologies. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. Apparently the police are not apologising for anything. Wow. Okay. I respect that. Everybody else is apologising for something. Our police are like, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. Inside Central Station, when the Black Lives Matter rally descended into chaos. Earlier chaos. in the day, the protest was mostly peaceful. Only three people charged as tens of thousands marched through the CBD.
2: It's after dark, and what started as a peaceful protest suddenly turns ugly. <laughs> Hundreds shoulder to shoulder underground at Central Station.
1: See, this is the thing. If you're gonna go out and do a protest, you wanna make sure that it's wrapped up well before dinner time. If you're if you've got like a daytime protest planned, don't be around when the sun goes down, because that's when things escalate. That's when people have been, you know, partaking in extracurricular activities in the hot Australian sun, even in the middle of winter. They've been amped up all day, ramped up, rallying, running, screaming, chanting. So by the time the sun goes down, that's when nerves start to get a little frayed. That's when people start to loosen up. So a pro tip, if you're going to attend one of these daytime rallies, make sure that you're home before the streetlights come on. (laughs) Otherwise you may find yourself in a situation. And you don't want to be in a situation when it comes to riot police and protesters and et cetera, et cetera.
2: And as a few in the crowd charge at police, capsicum spray forces everyone to duck for cover. Oh, no.
1: Sprayed the whole fucking lot of them, didn't I? Look at that. It's got to be like 30 people who got a spray. Just a general coating of the community indiscriminate spraying of capsicum spray that got him that that got him back
2: water and milk used to ease the pain as the chaos continues the acting police
1: there's always somebody with milk on hand at the ready i feel sorry for the guy who's just waiting to get home who's just waiting to ride the train who just happened to be buying milk that day. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, oh my God, dude, milk, milk. <sighs> now I'm have to gonna go have to go back to the store. Now I'm gonna have to buy another pint of milk. <sighs> but if I don't give it to them, they'll probably take it off me. Damn it. This is the last time I'm riding the train to the store. I should have just driven. If that bitch wasn't in the in the station wagon with the kids, I could have driven here. Fuck this. I have to keep buying milk all the time. I feel sorry for that guy. You know, one of them had to be that guy who just had the shopping.
2: Police commissioner making no
1: apologies. I support the use of the capsicum spray and the way that the police be police responded. <laughs> in order to ensure that there was not further violence. The fact that there were a number of groups of individuals we stopped the violence with violence. <laughs> after the protest that chose to act unlawfully is disappointing to us. Right.
2: One man was arrested. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. The 21-year-old later charged with offensive behavior and resist police. I can't relax. I can't relax. Earlier in the day.
1: Oh, you're going to relax. <laughs> another another little reality check. For our friends in university, for our friends with ideals and whatnot. It's just been a whole cavalcade of reality checks over the last couple of weeks. The young girl who's been, who was trying to control the riot in Minneapolis, screaming into the bullhorn, please stop, no, stop. She realized that people aren't listening to her. The young boys, the frat boys up in their studio apartment, shouting out the window we're on your side we're on your side as rocks come flying through the window a reality check for them a reality check for drew Brees, who now is is on the apology world tour after realizing it doesn't really matter if you apologize or not apologies just is a sign of weakness it's like blood in the water and now you own they own you drew now you are their bitch and you will do what they say. You will jump when they say jump. And a reality check for this young man who was of the opinion that because he is righteous and he has ideals and he has beliefs and things that he really believes in, that he is unstoppable. He's untouchable. He's indestructible. He is titanium. But unfortunately, when, when ideals meet the jackboot of the state, Things have a way of sorting themselves out. <laughs> so another reality check for our young college friend here. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I can't come down. That's okay. We'll just keep spraying you in the face with capsicum spray then. We'll just keep pepper spraying you. And if you don't calm down then, we'll taser you. I know it sucks. I know it's terrible. But that's that's the way reality works sometimes. Reality is not your friend when you're an idealist. <laughs> Reality is the enemy and needs to be avoided at all costs.
2: Another protester, 23-year-old Anaru Kara Itianu, was tasered by police was after allegedly fighting with a 15-year-old boy inside Town Hall Station. He was treated at St Vincent's Hospital and faced court today. In Brisbane, former Cronulla Sharks player Cruz Topa Yavea was seen pulling at a bull bar before jumping on a police
1: former rugby league, former professional footballer here in this country, ladies and gentlemen, atop the police car, which is just a weekend for these coked up wankers anyway to begin with, but whatever. Police
2: car. At least 20,000 people turned out in Sydney and three people charged.
1: Now you might wonder why Channel 9 News only spent the better part of about five seconds talking about the rugby league player who was jumping on top of the police car. I can tell you, because Channel 9 has the rights to show Rugby Thank League in this country. I'll see you in hell. So Channel 9 is the station that shows the football. <laughs> so here's a... Oh, and by the way, he's a professional footballer who was uh, jumping on top of a police car. In other news... <laughs> nothing to see here. They're all angels. It's a great product. It's a great game. Please continue watching it. Don't get any impressions here. It's fine.
3: I'm glad that the police didn't end up sending in a violent riot squad to break it up. Ah. But I think the responsibility for that lies with the thousands and thousands of ordinary Australians who were committed to peaceful solidarity with First Nations peoples.
2: Zara James, 9 News.
1: There you have it. Capsicum spray in enclosed areas, ladies and gentlemen. Idealism meets reality one more time. Uh, Let's do this one. Let's jump over the ditch. Check out our friends. Hello, Bumpy. Let's check out our friends in the UK. Overedge with the diamond. Thank you very much, Overedge. Let's, let's check in with our friends over in the UK. Saw this tweet and a lot of people were responding to this, quite rightly. This is Orwellian. This is Orwellian Twittering at its fucking finest. 27 police officers injured during largely peaceful anti-protests in London. (laughs) (laughs) Largely peaceful. Only 27 officers were injured and had to be treated. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very peaceful. Largely peaceful. When does it go from largely peaceful to violent? How many people need to actually be injured for something to be... Classed as violent. One, two, no, 28 by the sounds of it. If it had been 28, then we could have said, well, it wasn't very peaceful. But 27, no, it, it was fine, guys. All of these guys just slipped over on banana peels, I think, with Benny Hill music playing in the background. It was all accidental. One guy stubbed his toe. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Look at all those white supremacists in the UK and Australia. Of course, of course. So, tw- 27 police officers hurt. In they they were overwhelmed with peace, drum boy. Exactly. <laughs> One guy accidentally kicked a, a trash can. One guy got his finger caught in the door of the patrol car. oh ah, oh. it's awful. So all of all of these are very easily explained. 27 uh, officers hurt. A total of 27 police officers were hurt during anti-racism protests in London, the Met Police has revealed. Dame Cressida Dick, (laughs) Dame Dick, Met Police Commissioner, said the attacks were shocking and completely unacceptable, but I thought they were mostly peaceful. Shocking, unacceptable, peaceful? Hmm... One demonstrator who was not at Downing Street saw officers vac- acting very aggressively elsewhere. Further demonstrations t- taking place across the UK, including in Bristol, where the statue of a prominent slave trader has been pulled down. In a statement, Dame Cressida, the UK's most senior officer, thanked officers at Saturday's protests in London for their extreme patience and professionalism, ladies and gentlemen. Lucky for us, I have an example of London's finest they call them bobbies over there we have an example right here of London's finest acting in what was it again extreme patience and professionalism the London police ladies and gentlemen here is the extreme patience and professionalism of the London police on display for the world to see in what I think is a great little microcosm of western society right now today in 2020 let's have a look Oh, here come the bottles. Here come the bottles. And and they're off and racing down the (laughs) road. Pardon me. need to clear my throat a little. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this. We are now watching at least, what, two dozen police officers in London being chased away, chased down the road by the mob. In what can only be described as an example of extreme patience and professionalism, ladies and gentlemen remember how we've been saying over the last few weeks that the police aren't going to protect you from things when, when shit actually escalates they're not going to protect you and it's almost symbolic the way we saw the Minneapolis police from the 3rd precinct abandoning their headquarters being chased away so too have the bobbies of London been chased away, chased down the road live on international TV Oh, the police are gonna protect me. They can barely protect themselves, ladies and gentlemen, when shit starts to escalate. When they find themselves in this kind of scenario, in this kind of situation. Over edge with a diamond, and a key father, yeah, okay. Hey, why don't you fuck off you pig? Say hey? Fucking fucking get out here. Get out here, you fucking pigs, mate. What are you doing? They're getting hit with bottles over the back of the head. Oh. UK police have looked like a Benny Hill episode for years. You know what? <laughs> You're probably right. We should do the obvious thing, I think. I know it's hacky, I know it's obvious, but hey. How often do you really get to do this in context? Let's start this up again and let's see how we go. Hang on, why why is that muted? There we go. it's a full run now now they're sprinting hey
4: you stay right there
1: you stay right there sir I'm going to wave my baton in the air. All right, you know what that means. I'm waving my baton in the air, sir. I'm not afraid to use it. I have a yellow vest on, sir. Do you understand? My authority comes from the vest. You are not allowed to chase me away, sir. Please stop throwing things at the back of my head. I am here for your protection, sir. Off they go. (laughs) (laughs) To protect and serve, ladies and gentlemen. To protect and serve. The brave men and women. Of the London Police Force, acting in what the highest-ranked the highest ranked police officer in the country stated as extreme patience and professionalism. Running away with their arms flailing above their heads while people were launching things at them. Coffee Talk with Sandra with the diamond. Run, Forrest, run! <laughs> he may be the stupidest son of a bitch alive. But sure is fast. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. The reason, like, people are going to accuse me now. Ah, he's laughing. He's fucking, he thinks it's great. He's on the side of Black Lives Matter. Here's the problem. And we've we've spoken about this for the last couple of months on this show. The way that the police, right, or at least some police, the way that some police have conducted themselves during the coronavirus lockdowns, the overreach, the over-policing, kicking people's fucking doors down, uh, hunting down people who make Facebook posts before they hunt down rape gangs, right? All of this contributes to a general lack of respect. Chasing uh, reporters off park benches, arresting people for not breaking any laws we've been saying this over and over and over again that all of this is going to do irreparable damage to the reputation of the policing institutions in the western world because when people see these images like over and over and over again of like i said ordinary people being arrested for doing fuck all people having their doors kicked in, people being dragged to the ground for doing nothing except like walking on a beach or sitting on a park bench, stuff like that. Eventually it will get to a point when the average person says, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Because this is bullshit. This. Eventually people will have a breaking point. And so what are we supposed to do when we see images like this? They're trying to, they've pushed it so far. They've been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing people. And now the respect is gone. The tank has run dry. And instead of yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir. Now people are just going to look at them and go, go fuck yourself. What do you think of that? What do you think of that, sir? Fuck off. You know what I mean? It's not my fault. I didn't fucking do it. But the over policing and the overreach and going above and beyond has not helped them. It's contributed to this. There's no fear anymore. There's no respect anymore. Because we know that the you know, especially especially in the UK, they're far more likely to go to create a fucking task force to hunt people down who post things on Twitter than actual real world criminals. Actual real-life criminals, they don't care as much about as they do people who say who who may burn a rainbow flag or something, right? It's amazing, but this I believe this to be true. You could have two people standing in the street, one burning a UK flag and one burning a rainbow flag. And I think that burning flags, that's I don't I don't think people should be arrested for burning flags, right? Obviously. I'm freedom guy. But here's the situation in the UK right now. You have those two people standing on the street, one burning a UK flag, one burning a rainbow flag. The police will run past the guy burning the UK flag and tackle the guy burning the rainbow flag to the ground and arrest him for a fucking hate crime. So after years and years and years of this, why would you expect people on the street to give you any respect whatsoever? And we can blame, oh, it's the politician's fault, oh, it's the leadership fault, etc. I that's fine, I understand. Doesn't make a fucking difference when you're on the street like these guys. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. Because this is the outcome. This is the objective reality of the situation. This. Just absorb it. Just let it sink in. Let that sink in. Oh, pardon me, of course. Let these images flow through you. Good men and women of London. This is these are the people who you think are going to protect you right here. They're not gonna protect you from shit. And this is the thing too, because people will say, oh, oh, don't worry. The police will protect us. They're on our side. The police are on our side. When shit happens, when it all starts to break down, they're on our side. They're on our team. They'll fight with us. They're patriots, damn it. Look at them. Look at them. The police are the patriots. The police will fight for us. They'll fight for justice. Really? 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 or will they run and save themselves oh they're here to protect us they'll, they'll be protecting the fucking governor's mansion they'll be protecting the prime minister's estate they'll be protecting the banks they'll be protecting the, the people who are more important than you the other politicians they're not going to be protecting you from shit and we saw it with you know the cops being chased out of Minneapolis they can barely protect themselves so you know i don't know what to tell you if you're holding out hope that there's going to be some kind of revolution of like patriotism and stuff and it's all going to be kicking off in the streets and the cops are like you know the cops will be standing behind the guys with the with the flags singing the anthems and the patriotic songs give me a fucking break <laughs> you're joking You are kidding yourself. It's not going to go down that way. (laughs) They're going to be standing behind us with their guns and their fucking flags and singing the Patriot songs, okay? Okay, I I don't think so. I think they'll be running down the street to protect themselves and then they'll be called back to protect the politicians from you, which is why the police force exists. Sure, they may protect you from criminals when things are good, But when shit goes down, the the whole reason that the police exist as a concept, as a philosophical idea, dating back centuries, is to protect the government from you. It's the the police force, not the protect force. They're here to police you, to keep you in a, a framework of acceptable behaviors, not to protect you from bad guys. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) <laughs> Jim Edward may as well defund them. Well, that will be very exciting. Well, at this point like yeah. What are you getting? You're paying for the boots and the pants and the orange vests and the batons. What else are you paying for here in this scenario? <laughs> what are you, what are your tax dollars funding in this point at this point here? So there you have it ladies and gentlemen. The good men and women of the police force. Uh, a little bit more follow up for you from yesterday's show. J.K. Rowling. Now, yesterday we touched on J.K. J.K. has found herself in hot water because she said something that I find incredibly offensive. And I don't even know if I can say this or not. She said, get this, she said in a mocking way of all things, this is the most heartbreaking part, but she actually had the audacity to say that Only women can menstruate. Did you fucking hear that? Couldn't believe it. Like, when I saw that, I was taken aback. I was offended. I don't menstruate, and I was offended for all of the other people who menstruate who aren't women. You know what I mean? So, I can imagine. The outrage was obviously very... It was justified. So... It hasn't ended there because it won't end now. Because now they're out for you, JK. Now they're gunning for you, you see. This is where the fun part starts. And like I said yesterday on yesterday's show, JK in in her explanation, right, was like, well, I've stood with the trans community for years. I've had empathy for the trans community for years and years and years. Blah, 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 blah. I've had so much empathy and so much love and respect. She's doing the I'm on your side routine, but it was never about her. They don't care about you, JK. They care about your platform. They care about your prestige. They care about your name brand. They care about the fact that you can amplify their message and their agenda. And as soon as you stop amplifying their message in the way that they want you to amplify it, you will be stricken from the record you will be cut out of the loop you will be done you'll be out of there and you will become the enemy this is how it goes jk rowling actually wrote a scene in harry potter where a character is ridiculed for their gender expression did you know she actually wrote a scene in harry potter where somebody was ridiculed for their gender expression i had no idea it seems like we've just come to this realisation in the last 24 to 48 hours. Who knew? Because now that we know that J.K. Rowling is a disgusting transphobe, now we can see things in a new light. Now we can find offences where, where there were no offences before. Now we can reinterpret all of her work through the lens of a bigot. And now we can see the real J.K. Rowling as implied through her masterpiece, Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling left LGBT plus Harry Potter fans heartbroken with a string of anti-trans tweets, but the signs were there all along. She was a bigot all along, guys. We knew it. (laughs) fucking knew it. (laughs) All of this work that's been out there for over a decade. We've only just discovered... Now, because we know that she's a bigot, we've only just discovered how bigoted it was all along. You see how this works, JK? In Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Severus Snape, a cisgender male character, is depicted wearing a dress... The moment, which occurs in both the 1999 book and the corresponding 2004 film, is played entirely for laughs and perhaps gives an insight into Rowling's views on gender expression. Oh, look at this hidden bigot operating right under our noses. Yes, cancel Harry Potter, please. In Azkaban, Snape is depicted wearing a dress when Professor Lupin gives a third year's a, gives third years a class on how to deal with a bogart. <laughs> it's very intellectual stuff. In J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World, a bogart is a shapeshifter that hides in dark spaces. "Hello, I must be a bogart." And when seen by a person, will take on the form of their greatest fear. Neville Longbottom is a relentless is relentlessly bullied by Snape. So the potions master is his biggest fear. Professor Lupin instructs Neville to chant the spell, Ridiculous! Ridiculous! When greeted by the Bogart taking Snape's form and tells him that if all goes well, the Bogart should find itself wearing a dress and carrying a big red handbag. When the Professor Lupin tells Neville his plan, there is a great shout of laughter from the other pupils. The spell successfully puts the bogart posing its snape in a dress, and once again there is a roar of laughter. How dare she? How dare she? Who knew that J.K. Rowling was a bigot all along? who knew don't worry jk i'm sure that the people that you have created friendships with over the years i'm sure the people that you have been you know almost single-handedly responsible for propelling into the stratosphere of celebrity and fame and fortune and adoration of people worldwide will come to your rescue jk I'm sure your beloved stars in the Harry Potter movies who you have now become lifelong friends with I'm sure that they're all lining up to defend you and tell you what a tell everybody what a great person you are and you're not a bigot and she, you know she was just misunderstood you don't understand JK's one of us she's on our side blah 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 I'm sure that's what's going to happen no of course not <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe responds to JK. Rowling's tweets about gender identity. Let's see what Harry himself has to say. Daniel Radcliffe, the star of the Harry Potter franchise on Monday, responded to franchise creator JK. Rowling's controversial treats uh, treats, tweets about gender identity, directly addressing fans who have felt pain reading the author's comments which some labeled as transphobic rolling who has often come under fire by the large harry potter fandom for her social media posts isn't it amazing that you can create this thing you have created this story and this universe of harry potter out of your own skull and the fans of the thing that you created hate you as a person they love your thing They love the books, they love the movies, they love the stories, they love the universe, they love the merchandise, but you, they hate you. (laughs) (laughs) How strange. (laughs) What a strange feeling that must be. Everybody, welcome to the Harry Potter convention. Yay! And here's Harry Potter creator, J.K. Rowling. Boo! Fucking bigot! (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. The world's a very strange place. Rowling, who has often come under fire by the large Harry Potter fandom for her social media posts, sparked backlash over the weekend after mocking a headline about people who menstruate. People who menstruate? I'm sure there used to be a word for those people, she tweeted on Saturday. Somebody help me out. Shortly after, the author's name was trending on Twitter with many accusing her of transphobia. Hi, JK. Using non-gendered language is about moving beyond the idea that women equals uterus. Clue, a period tracking app replied... A period tracking app replied to J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking know. <up>. Fuck everything. <laughs> Just burn it all down at this point. What's the point of this? What are we trying to protect here, honestly? What are we trying to save in this world? Honestly. If you've got conservative friends, ask them what have they conserved in the last 30 years? Do they serve any purpose on planet Earth at all at this point? The the period tracking app responded to J.K. Rowling. And said, feminists were once mocked for wanting to change sexist language, but now it's common to say firefighter instead of fireman. Nice argument, bro. Sis, whatever, person. What J.K. Rowling is saying is harmful and dangerous. (laughs) Harmful and dangerous. What what J.K. Rowling is saying is harmful and dangerous and the trans and non-binary witches and, and wizards deserve to feel welcomed and loved in the Harry Potter community, damn it. Actress... Tessa Netting wrote, Radcliffe, she doesn't even get to decide who's in her own community now. That's beautiful. Radcliffe, who doesn't have a public presence on social media, wrote a heartfelt response to JK's comments in a blog post for the Trevor Project, a nonprofit devoted to suicide prevention among LGBTQ plus youth. Quote, Transgender women are women, he wrote. Any statement to the contrary erases the identity and dignity of transgender people and goes against all advice given by professional health care associations who have far more expertise on this subject than either Joe or I, ladies and gentlemen. Harry Potter rushing to the defense of his longtime friend. Oh, wait. No. Harry Potter. (laughs) Daniel Ratcliffe, the man whose career wouldn't exist without J.K. Rowling throwing her under the fucking bus to save himself from the outrage mob but that's again that's the beautiful part about all this isn't it because daniel like so many others still haven't figured out that you can keep sacrificing people to the mob you can keep sacrificing people to the outrage mob burning people at the stake burning their former idols at the stake but it's not going to save you Not going to save you in the end. See, Daniel, they're coming for you too. Coming for everyone. They don't care about you. They don't like you. It should be... If I was Daniel Radcliffe, I would say, hang on. The fan base of this universe is now trying to crucify the person who created it because of something they said on Twitter, because of their own opinion on Twitter. If I were Daniel Radcliffe, before I say, make any comment, I would ask myself, is this the group that I want to align myself with? Right? Are these the people that I want to get in bed with? <laughs> Over Edge with the Diamond says, craving a mango um pers- person go. Are these the people that I want to be signing up with, right? Because they have literally just demonstrated that they will they will metaphorically lynch the person who has created the thing that they base their identity on. At least when it comes to like science fiction and fandom and entertainment. Harry Potter fans will Harry Potter fans will throw the creator of Harry Potter to the wolves. When she says something that they don't like. And Daniel Ratcliffe, having watched this take place, thinks to himself, because he must be a very bright boy, thinks to himself, hmm, I'd better agree with them. I better get on their side. I better throw her under the bus too. Because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. It'll only be a matter of time before Daniel Radcliffe finds himself in JK Rowling shoes. Finds himself on the side of the fence that so many people have already found themselves on over the last little while. A dichotomy that people like JK Rowling have helped to perpetuate. She has created outrage mobs before. She has been a vocal uh, uh, adherent to outrage culture. Ban this person. Cancel this person. Kick this guy off YouTube. Kick this guy off Twitter. Get rid of all of them, just not me. But eventually they come for you too. They will never learn. Kitty in the chat. I couldn't agree more. Um. Okay, we saw the London police. Tell you what, how about a feel-good story? I know, I know it's time for a feel-good story. The United States and Iran have had their differences, ladies and gentlemen, I know. And during the last little period of race riots and whatnot, protests, rallies, looting, violence in the streets. This has given an opportunity for some of America's, how can I say this, adversaries across the world, around the world, to, I don't know, rub salt into the wound, perhaps. And the Iranian parliament proving that they have no implicit anti-American bias, because that's what they always claim, right? We don't hate America. You're taking things out of context. Uh, They did this in their official government building a few days ago, and I thought you may like it. Oh, hang on. We're not going to the break yet. Get back in your box. I thought you may enjoy this. (laughs) To show respect to the movement of the oppressed people in the United States, ladies and gentlemen, because as you know, in Iran, nobody's oppressed. It's a very freedom-loving country. They love their freedom in Iran. Wherever you go. but It's basically like a hippie commune in Iran. People can just do whatever they want. They're just having sex on the beach everywhere. It's fucking fantastic, man. Big freedom. kind It's like Burning Man over in Iran. Constantly. Lots of drugs and corporate sponsorship and hairy women having sex with strangers. They love it. <laughs> Big freedom place. So, <laughs> so in the Parliament of Iran... They had this to say a few days ago, ladies and gentlemen. In, res- to, in order to stand with solidarity, uh, in solidarity, pardon me, with the people, the oppressed people of the United States. To show respect for the movement of the oppressed in the US, I ask you to stand for a few seconds and chant death to America to show our respect. Yeah, death to America! Black Lives Matter! Death to America! God, oh God. <laughs> death God. to America! Oh God. Woo! Woo! Oh I mean, if they were chanting if they were chanting in English, you could probably hear that at a Black Lives Matter protest rally, couldn't you? Are they really that different? Like <laughs> This is a genuine point. People like to get really upset about the Iranians chanting death to America. Go to any college campus and you'll hear that. (laughs) It's really, it's not really that extreme. (laughs) I mean, you've been watching people chant for the last five years about death to America in America. They're like, oh, those Iranians, they're fucking chanting death to America. It's like, yeah, so are Americans. We can bring up clips right now of people dressed in all black on. You know, no walls, no USA at all. Death to America, burning flags. (laughs) Oh, but the Iranians are doing it. Well, so what? Yes. You don't care about Americans doing it. Fuck them. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, What else have we got here? Oh, this was a fun one. Uh, This one was, I think it was put together by the Daily Caller. Uh, we touched on it last week. We had victory on Friday li- uh, Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. We got the two CNN reports side by side. And yes, uh, Kitty was posting in the chat earlier, Revenge of the Sis is doing uh, a competition right now. The, the details are in the video, but basically anybody who can uh, take the reports of the mainstream corporate media castigating people for protesting the lockdown laws but then overlay it with footage of the current protests, right, to make it seem like the corporate media is actually criticizing the Black Lives Matter protesters. I think the prize pool for that competition is up to like fucking 500 bucks. So it's definitely worth it. If you're somebody who can edit a video, if you've got a little talent in that respect, have a crack. Go for it, man. 500 bucks, why not? Why not have a crack? Might, might take you a few hours' work, you might win 500. And I think it'll be drawn on Tuesday next week on Revenge of the Sis. So check it out. Kitty's put the link in the chat there. So last week we played the two clips of CNN. Chris Saliza talking about the lockdown protesters as, what was it, dangerous, manipulated, caring only, uh, total disregard for their own safety and the safety of others. And then we superimposed uh, Chris Cuomo talking about the current protests where he said... Don't be passive. Passive people don't get what they want. Stay angry, blah, 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 blah. It was fucking beautiful. So somebody put this little collage together, this little montage together. <laughs> Cultural revolution is here. Conservatives protested peacefully but were branded, branded as racist while BMM, BLM, Antifa roam around looting, setting fires and planting bombs. I don't know about planting bombs. There's, there's no need to be too hyperbolic here. The actual, the actual footage that we see is bad enough. You don't have to say they're bombing buildings, you know, because then you'll start getting people just dismissing what you're saying. But anyway.
0: There are growing concerns this morning over who is turning out for demonstrations
4: against public safety measures in the coronavirus crisis. Not wearing masks. They are not staying six feet apart. And then they go back home into communities and the risk of perpetuating the spread of COVID-19 is real. They don't wear masks and they scream with their
2: unmasked faces into the faces of police officers who are also often Not
1: wearing masks, which seems risky.
2: (laughs) These angry, spittle-flecked, mostly
1: men, mostly whites. Angry, spittle-flecked white men. (laughs) Didn't you hear? They scream. They're angry, angry white men screaming about things. This is the biggest danger that we've ever seen. (laughs) This, This needs to be stopped. This is so, this is incredibly dangerous. Who the hell do these people think they are?
2: Viewing respiratory droplets and indignation.
1: The, the president seems to be saying that it's. That's got to be, that's good though. What was it? Respiratory. <laughs> resp- what was it? Respiratory droplets and indignation. It's and indignation the the president's
2: <laughs> spewing respiratory droplets hey. and indignation The, the
1: president droplets. seems to be saying that it's safe <laughs> to go to the parks and the beaches. Does that argument make any sense to you?
0: No, and I think in in some ways it really betrays. I think it's a sign of radicalization. And I'm not saying this involves all Trump supporters.
3: It doesn't.
4: It doesn't involve
3: all Michiganders or Long Islanders. But we have seen a segment of
1: society radicalized. Radicalized. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I'm not showing the video. I told you, I'm all discombobulated today. Fucking hell. Sorry, guys. See, starting late, couldn't get the show going, had the hiccup, everything. Nothing's working for me today. Just one of those days. So we'll kick it off again. Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) Is there supposed to be a video? Yeah, there was. Thanks. (laughs) Let's do it again. Let's pretend like that never happened. Respiratory droplets and indignation.
0: There are growing concerns this morning over who is turning out for demonstrations against public safety measures in the coronavirus crisis.
4: Not wearing masks. They are not staying six feet apart. And then they go back home into communities. And the risk of perpetuating the spread of COVID-19 is real. They don't wear
2: masks and they scream with their unmasked faces into the faces of police officers.
1: Look at the picture they use. (laughs) They scream into the faces of unmasked police off uh, unmasked police officers. Well, not those ones. <laughs> Whatever. It's just so insane. I, I mean, let's be honest here. The real threat during all of the the biggest threat over the last six weeks has been the white people standing around screaming things at rallies. I again, I'll ask the question. I asked it last week. I didn't get an answer. I'll ask the question again. How many buildings did they burn down? How many stores did they loot? How many former police chiefs did they murder in cold blood on the street? So for me, it would be insane to like put the two levels of protest on the same platform. Like that would be insane to equate the two things as being the same thing. But they don't, that's not even good enough for the corporate press. They don't even do that. They go, they go, they double down. They go beyond that. They say, no, 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 no. That was far worse than what's happening now. And I I think it's because like they know that it's so crazy. It's so insane that people will just go, what? What? You know what I mean? Because if they try to put it on the same level, people will argue, well, obviously it's not the same level the lockdown protesters were not burning cities to the fucking ground, right? They weren't murdering people in cold blood on the street. They weren't looting stores. It's, it's clearly not the same thing, but so that's why they go the one step further and say, no, 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 the people who were protesting the lockdown laws, they were far worse than what we're seeing. What we're seeing now is a peaceful outpouring of uh, genuine concern. What we saw back then was... White, angry men, spittle, spittle-feckled white men shouting at people, putting the country at risk, radicalised extremists. It's fucking insane. They've got to know how insane they look. They have to. They can't be that dumb. To put it on the same level would be disingenuous. To say that this is like the, the, you know, the lockdown protests are far worse than what we're seeing now is beyond insane. That's going into the realm of psychotic. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee Talk with Sandra, he's a spitter for show. (laughs) Who are
2: also often not wearing masks which seems still Listen to Brian Stilton here. These angry, spittle-flecked, mostly men, mostly white, spewing respiratory droplets and indignation.
1: The, the president seems to be saying that it's safe to go to the parks and the beaches. Does that argument make any sense to you? No, and I think in in
2: some
0: ways... It really betrays.
1: I think. Would you say now is the time for our audience to start cracking each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? Yes, I would, Kent. It's a sign of radicalization. Radicalization. And I'm not saying this involves all Trump supporters. It doesn't. It doesn't involve <laughs> all... Ra- radicalization. Michiganders or Long Islanders. But we have seen a segment of society... Coherent nonsense with a great point in the chat. Peak clown world has no end. I agree. I used to think that there was such a thing as peak insanity, but there isn't. Because, like, for the longest time, you know, myself and I suspect yourself and other people would say, don't worry, one day we're going to get to peak insanity. Like, it won't be, it can't get any crazier, and then we'll start to level out. Because as they get more insane, you know, inversely proportionate to that, more people will become sane, right? As the fringe gets more insane more normal people will go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or people who were along for the ride will start going, I can't go that far crazy. I can't go that insane with you. You're on your own. So as they get more insane, the amount of insane people will drop off. That's what I thought. You know, you get to a peak point and then it's downhill from there. That's what I used to think. I don't think that anymore. I don't think there is such a thing as peak insanity. I think it gets it just continues getting more and more and more and more insane and there will be more and more and more insane people until everything just collapses like there's not going to be like a nice calm slow down on the other side of the hill you know what I mean it's just going to get more crazy and more crazy and more crazy until the whole system implodes that's what I suspect (laughs) Boogie, please don't say that. Oh my God, what else can I say? I've got to be honest with you. Do you see the insanity slowing down at this point or is it only accelerating? Do you see more reasonable people or do you see less reasonable people? Like we all thought after the 2016 election, didn't we, of Donald Trump, that the media would have to, they would have to find middle ground again, that they would have to try to come back to some... Some sense of normalcy. But they didn't, did they? They went further and harder and faster. They went more insane. Are there more insane protests now? Or were there more insane protests in 2016? I think you'll find it's crazier now. Is it getting harder to find, you know, reasonable, rational people who have principles and are consistent or is it getting easier I think it's getting harder
4: It's for living let's see where this all might lead
2: I said a light it's for living let's see where this
1: Enjoy the ride. See See you in hell. hell. Enjoy the ride because I don't think it's slowing down anytime soon. These men and women, uh, many of them carrying flags, walking around with their guns in your state capitol, not adhering to social distancing uh, orders. Um, They would appear to be in violation of a a number of laws. Why weren't they arrested? She compared those (laughs) comments
0: to President Trump referring
1: uh, to white nationalists. A cuck it's a term used by alt-right white nationalists. A cuck is a man who likes to watch his wife have sex with a black man. That's what a cuck means. That's what cuck means. Thank you, Jake Tappard. Uh, speak, <laughs> further example. Why aren't these people being arrested? Good point. How about this for you? How do you like this as the icing on the cake? How do you like this as the cherry on top? Manhattan DA announces protesters arrested by NYPD will not be charged. Our office has a moral imperative. Don't worry, guys. Hey, they're going to round up all of those people. Don't worry. This We love social tracking now. We hated social tracking two weeks ago. Now we love social tracking. Why do we love social tracking? Because we're going to round up all of those troublemakers. They're going to round up all of those protesters and all of those troublemakers. And we're going to scoop them up. And they're all going to prison. Okay. The Manhattan District Attorney announced on Friday that his office will not be prosecuting protesters arrested for low-level crimes. What's a low-level crime, you might ask? Looting, throwing a brick through a window, stealing shit, thievery, graffiti, uh, destruction of public-private property. That's what a low-level crime is. Man, (laughs) And they're going to round them up. The prosecution of protesters charged with these low-level offences undermines critical bonds between law enforcement and the communities we serve, ladies and gentlemen. We don't want to prosecute people who are looting stores because they may not like us anymore. We're on your side. How about that? We're on your side, guys. (laughs) Ha ha! We wouldn't want you to be friends with us, Eddie. We don't want to lose friends in this. So we're not going to prosecute the looters and the rioters. We don't want to lose those bonds that we've built over all of of these years of progress. (sighs) Days after the killing of George Floyd, our nation and our city were at a crossroads. Uh, This is the district attorney, mind you. Days after the killing of George Floyd, our nation and our city are at a a crossroads in our continuing endeavor to confront racism and systemic injustice wherever it exists. This is the district attorney talking about systemic fucking injustice while saying we're going to let the looters run free. (laughs) Clown world does not stop. There is no end to peak. There is no peak insanity. Our office has a moral imperative to enact public policies which assure all New Yorkers that in our justice system and our society, black lives matter and police violence is crime. You have the DA, the district attorney of arguably the most important city in the world quoting black lives matter. But but the law, but the law states that looting is illegal. <laughs> Why would that stop them? Eh, just let him go. We're not going to prosecute it. We commend the thousands of our fellow New Yorkers who have peacefully assembled to demand these achievable aims, and our door is open to any New Yorker who wishes to be heard. Which, of course, is a lie. Because if you tried to march down to the DA's office and demand a meeting with the DA, I'm sure that all of this talk about unity and respect and our bonds would be quickly erased by the boot to your neck From the security at the DA's office, who said, Why don't you, why are you here if you don't have a fucking appointment? Get out. It's all good, no worries. Exactly. (laughs) Unbelievable. LA protesters arrested for violating curfew will not be charged. Thousands of protesters who have been arrested in Los Angeles, because I saw people like on social media going, Yeah, look, we've made thousands of arrests. Thousands of arrests. And I'm like, don't worry. Just wait. And arrest doesn't really mean anything anymore. Don't get excited until people are actually being charged with things. Arrest is just to get them off the street. Doesn't mean that they're going to jail, but people don't don't like to wait anymore. People don't want to put two and two together. People see a report about a thousand people being arrested at a protest and think that justice is being done. And I'll start sharing it. Look at all of these arrests. Look, we're taking, we're cleaning up the streets, we're cleaning up the criminals. You're not cleaning up anything. You think that you're cleaning up the criminals. You think that justice is being done, because really, that's more important to a politician. A politician would much rather be seen to be doing something than actually doing something. And, you know, for the plan, guys, for the trust the plan, guys, I was rewatching the Batman movie the other day and there's that great little speech by the Joker. And I'm not going to try and repeat it verbatim because I don't know. I'll probably fuck it up. But speaking of plans, right? He makes a little speech and he's like, you know, if everybody if everybody gets told that there's a plan, nobody panics. But as soon as something goes that doesn't happen according... As soon as something happens that doesn't go according to the plan, everybody Thank loses their morning. mind. i see, see you me. in hell. So, you know, they can plan the most heinous things. They can say, we're going to blow up a busload of nuns. We're going to kill a thousand people. As long as it's part of the plan, nobody will get upset. But he's like, well, and I say, I'm going to kill one little mayor and everybody loses their minds. subdue people in that context ring the bell and get get your your cheese man. man thank you for the sub in that context the joker is saying to the authorities that the plan the whole idea of giving people a plan is to keep them subdued so they don't get upset so they don't become chaotic so they don't fight back because whatever, if if we can we can make the the most heinous crime, we can say that we're going to perpetrate the most heinous crimes as long as it's part of the plan, people won't panic. I thought it was just a great little uh, idiosyncrasy for so much of this, and so again, you see, people have been saying that this is all part of the plan. Oh, this is about we're going to round people up, we're going to lock people up. It's like, so what? They're rounding people up. They're locking them up for a day and letting them go. <laughs> but we don't. you don't care about the second half of the story. You only care about the story. You only care about the Twitter accounts that tweet out things like, a thousand people were arrested today. And then when I give you the story about the thousand people being let go because the district attorney is saying we're not going to prosecute anybody, ah, oh, well, you don't understand. Got to trust the plan. Give me a break. Um, With that, ladies and gentlemen, we will take a quick five minute break. I started a little late, so apologies for that. Um, I won't go too much longer, but we'll take a quick five minute break nonetheless, because I need to refresh my drink. You're on the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you for your patience, and thank you for... Today's show has been an absolute clusterfuck. It's been a dumpster fire. And I'm... I'm spewing too because yesterday I thought yesterday was such a good show, man. Everything was going good. I was in the groove. It felt good. Everything worked. And today I was looking forward to today. I sat down in a chair and I'm like, all right, let's do this because you've got to keep momentum going. Come on, we're having a good day here. Let's go. And then, of course, everybody turns to shit. Everybody, everything turns to shit. Ah. <laughs> all right. We'll take a quick five-minute break. We'll be back. You're on the Daily Boogie uh, abortion show here on a Tuesday night. Stick around. We'll see you in five.
0: so, check it out.
1: Idiot Boogie Bumper. 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 Really giving that one a workout? Come on. DLive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show.
5: It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in, police-stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it
4: works!
0: I, I hope your next hat is a bullet Jesus <laughs> Christ What are you fucking Asian dick crazy What you you? <laughs> why do, you, why do you have to ruin my evening Like i was just gonna just listen You know listen to my bud do their show And you, you gotta You just gotta do that you without the hat. <laughs> So you're not enjoying it No <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come dick. On. Tracy. I secretly, really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate, <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, you. I hate
4: oh, come on, I kind of you secretly love you. it. No, no, I openly hate it.
0: <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so. Subscribe to the Sunday Night
1: Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye.
5: Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like Goth Public Access TV? Then join me for the big empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's, because everything in your life is that difficult. Hey Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near to wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with promises kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun? So be sure to join us on Twitch,
4: Periscope, DLive, Live,
5: or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow
0: us at Winning TV on all of those channels.
5: So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on.
1: I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag?
3: <laughs> There's a place to be. when we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on delight Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of
5: Pessy. This Justin. The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say. And people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported.
0: All Sometime right, Sometimes
5: this world
0: can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake your whole around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie Come on, everybody, boogie pop it tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody,
1: boogie, boogie tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie, boogie tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Let's hope the second half goes a little bit better than the first half, huh? So much more to get through, so little time. You're on the Daily Boogie Podcast here on a Tuesday night, the official Wine and Crackers, Wine and Crackers broadcast. Crackers, ah, the Crackers. Thank you for joining us one of those days all right let's get back into it shall we uh, just a quick reminder if you'd like to leave a tip tonight dlive.tv slash bumper or streamlabs.com slash bumper if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show patreon.com if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast then just fucking hit the subscribe button man and if you'd like to follow me on twitter you can do so at pookie bumper um, I do have some more fun stuff to get into for the second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for sharing the show out tonight, if you did, because we're only on D Live because Reesdime, Reesdime. What the hell is wrong with me today? <laughs> oh no, I, I forgot. I forgot to turn my things back on. Over edge with the diamond says Boog, No, you can't not be great. I don't know. I'm I'm pushing it today. Trust me. Quote from Instinct, control is an illusion. It's also a quote from my favourite character in the Matrix movies, the Meryl Vingian. Thank you for the diamond, Emily. It's also a quote by the great Meryl Vingian, who's part of the machine. Control is an illusion. Choice. Sorry, you're right. Pardon me, I was wrong. It's choice. Because, you know, Morpheus says everything starts with a choice. And Meryl Vingian's like, no, wrong Choice is an illusion created between source with power and those without <laughs> Too much cheap box wine. I haven't even drank that much today. I don't know what's going on with me today. Uh, I worked a little late. I got a little less sleep. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Wine and crackers. So, incidentally, uh, I did find that short clip, and I thought I thought it just may as well let it run. It's only like forty seconds. We're only on D live, so it'll be okay. Um, you know, just to hit the point home.
0: Look
1: what I did to this city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets.
0: Hmm? You, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. If tomorrow I tell the press that like a gas...
1: See, <laughs> look what I've managed to do to this city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Look at the cities around you. Burning to the ground. Looting, rioting, violence. How many people, while the looting and the rioting and the violence are taking hold, whilst uh, Google is getting patted on the back from the White House, oh, Google is MAGA, while they're rolling out new surveillance software, right? Social tracking is now taking off, while the Patriot Act is getting reinstated, while all of these things are happening around you. How many people are sitting there going, well, trust the plan, man. It's okay. I'm not even worried. We got this. We got this in the bag. Just consider it. While the corner store is getting looted and burnt down, people are getting knives shoved into their chest, police cars overturned, set on fire, Molotov cocktails thrown through windows. Like the debt ceiling, forget about the debt ceiling. The most powerful country on the face of planet Earth is now going further into debt. They basically put the entirety of the Western world under house arrest. 30 million people losing their jobs. People's businesses, their livelihoods going up in fucking flames. Big tech, the overreach from big tech getting more and more and more obvious encroaching in on more of our personal freedoms day to day how many people while all of this is taking place are just like don't worry man we got this bro we're in control we're winning why because somebody told us that there's a plan somebody or something said once that there's something keeps telling us that there's a plan so don't panic and so when I watched this the other day, because I hadn't seen it for years, and when I watched it the first time, I think I was high and I barely remembered it. So I watched it again the other day. I thought, oh, I'll watch it again, why not? And when this when this scene came up, I was like, oh yeah.
0: Look what I did to this city.
1: Now you can follow Q in the chat says it's a it's making all the Democrat-run cities look bad at the expense of who though? At the expense of small business owners and people. Uh, employed so how many like so for that David Dawn guy right who was uh shot in the street who's now dead because why? because somebody has a plan to make Democrats look bad if 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 you still need to make demo if we need to uh, if we need to accelerate and allow riots and looting to take place to make Democrats look bad, then the people whose job it is to make Democrats look bad haven't been doing a very good job. if you need to add $6 trillion to the debt, if you need to have over 20 million people lose their jobs, if thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses need to go up in smoke, if insurance premiums need to go through the fucking roof, if dozens of cities need to burn in order to make Democrats look bad, then the people whose job it is to make Democrats look bad should find another job. Ben K. Veritas with the diamond says, Romans gave Gaelic's wine prior to their genocide. Or Soma, if you're a fan of Aldous Huxley. So what, when this scene came up again, like I said the other day, it just, ah, oh man, it just fucking hit me. It hit me right right in the, you got the noodle percolating, right? Got the coffee percolating. Look what I did to this city with a few drums of gas
0: and a couple of bullets. Hmm? You, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. If tomorrow I tell the press that like a gangbanger will get shot, or a truckload of soldiers will be blowing up, nobody panics. Because it's Thank all part of the plan. But when so I say the that plane. one little old mare will die,
4: well then everyone loses their minds!
1: and to that point I just want to I'm not not having a go follow Q follow Q knows I like him he likes me too we're friends but he knows obviously that I don't agree with that that side of what he agrees with, and that's fine we're allowed to disagree but do you think that people would still be sitting back going we got this we winning if they didn't believe that there was a plan right now genuine question If thousands of people in the internet communities didn't believe that there was a plan right now, would their reaction be different? I think the only answer, the obvious answer is, of course they would. But while thousands while thousands of businesses go up in smoke, while multiples of millions of people lose their jobs, while insurance premiums soar, whilst the most powerful economy on earth goes deeper and deeper and deeper into debt, while tech companies' overreach into our personal lives reaches unprecedented levels, while the Patriot Act gets extended, while all of these things are taking place, while the rioters and the looters are literally being let out, while the DAs in these cities are saying, no, no, we are not going to prosecute people. We are going to release them because we stand with the protesters. While all of this is taking place... Do you think the section of the community who right now are sitting back going, don't worry, we got this, we winning, it's all part of the plan, if they hadn't been told that there was a plan, do you think that they would be acting differently? And I suspect the answer is, of course, yes. And as immortalized by the late Heath Ledger in that scene in the Joker movie, in the Batman movie where he's playing the Joker, as long as you tell people that there's a plan, as long as you tell people uh, everything's going according to plan, they will stay calm even if the plan is horrifying. They won't panic. Food for thought, perhaps. Uh, here's a cute a very cute little story for you. But the story in this is not the story, if you know what I mean. The story this is like an inception level story I've got for you here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Do you, Do you remember we were talking about the Miss Hitler pageant being banned? What was that? Like 3 months ago or something? turns out that one of the miss hitler contestants and three guys they've just been charged with terrorism charges in the uk they're going to jail because they're part of a far-right neo-nazi organization that has been declared a terrorist organization in the great country of the united kingdom but this this is why i wanted to show you this look at this tweet this this is a, a. a brilliant distillation of where we are right now and what people's primary concern is it's not really about the story it's about the reaction to the story have a look at this Susie Beaver who's a check mark on Twitter nice beaver um <laughs> that, that was cheap Susie Beaver on Twitter uh, Twitter Twitter posted this out. Lots of focus in this case on Cutter being, quote, a former Miss Hitler beauty pageant contestant. She is a cute Nazi. I'll give her that. She's a cute Nazi. Got those nice baby blue eyes, which I think is a prerequisite of being part of the Miss Hitler pageant. Smoking hot Hitler chicks, says Ben K. Veritas in the chat. (laughs) She's a cute Nazi. Let's not forget what they are all primarily. Convicted neo-Nazis who could have committed unthinkable acts. But she says here, lots of focus in this case on Cutter being former Miss Hitler beauty pageant contestant, like it's something to snigger about. Now, snigger in the word, in you know, British parlance, is a term for like, <laughs> like kind of laughing under your breath. So you're sniggering, right? <laughs> when I was reading this, I knew what the reaction was going to be before I read the reaction. Have a look. At, I don't like lighting people up on Twitter, but sometimes it's unavoidable. <clears throat> can you can you social this story now, please? Miss Hitler is trending on Twitter. Oh, to be alive in 2020. Wait, I'm confused. What crime did they commit? Bet that Miss Hitler contest was a blast. Key words could have, what were the charges? Does your profile say flat earth, baby? Why are you defending Nazis? <laughs> now, look at this. Ash Pash says why snigger though (laughs) now somebody replied she's british not all english is the same and put the definition of snigger right underneath that person's question look at these responses yeah still maybe bad context to use it in (laughs) if you didn't think these people were more concerned with policing language than they are with policing actual crime Here is fucking exhibit A. Because this then kicks off a Twitter conversation that I'm just observing like somebody watching an ant farm. I'm watching this take place a few hours ago, just eating popcorn, going, I can't fucking believe these people. So this person is very upset that this British person used the word snigger, even though in the British parlance, snigger means laughing under your breath. And even though they have been told the definition of the word snigger, And it's got nothing to do with people of colour. It's not a slur or anything like that. It's a completely different word. Putting the different letter in front of it makes it a different word. Even though they've been told the definition of the word snigger. Not good enough. (laughs) In this context, she should not have used that word. Bro, you didn't even know what it fucking meant a minute ago. (laughs) You didn't even know what the word meant. Five minutes ago, and now you're trying to tell people what they they can't use it. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> people are nuts, man. See, don't get upset about Clown World. Fucking enjoy this shit. Enjoy it. This is this is the stuff that makes life worth living. Now. You've got hopes. You've got dreams. You think you're going to wake people up. You think there's going to be some fucking utopia on planet Earth? No. This is the utopia right here. This is this is life here. This is the lifeblood of what keeps us going on the internet now. These will be the stories that we will be telling each other in the gulags. You need to make sure that you're there to witness it because you don't want to be that guy in the gulag going, oh, I don't know, I missed all the fun. I was busy trying to save the world. Well, congratulations. That, that top bunk belongs to me. We're in the same gulag now. Congratulations for you. You were saving the world. Now shut the fuck up and give me your potato. <laughs> Make sure you enjoy things. Life's too fucking short, man. <laughs> Listen to this. Okay. So this guy gets the definition of snigger. He says, yeah, well, still maybe bad context to use it in. <laughs> Reply. That would be assuming that she understood the context in the first place. She's British. She is not American. Replied to that. What country doesn't understand that the N-word is bad to use in a racist context? So, and... (laughs) (laughs) You can't help these people, man. There's no waking these people up. What country doesn't understand that the n-word is bad to use in a racist context and so would a word and so would a word that is the n-word plus an s? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, snigger is just snigger is just nigger with s. <laughs> it's the same thing, bro. <laughs> These people are nuts. Mind you, Britain invented the slave trade and created a new form of race. Do you hear this? So he's been given the definition of snigger. It is to laugh under one's breath. He says it doesn't matter. It's the N word plus an S. And it makes sense because England invented the slave trade. (laughs) That's this guy's explanation for the English language. (laughs) This person who's very patient with this fucking moron replies, (laughs) The Japanese don't even have a word that would translate to the N-word. There's basically a lot of words in English that the Japanese can't translate. The word itself is primarily an American word. Not everyone in the world follows American issues. The reply again, There may be countries that don't use the N-word. Britain is not one of them. But it's not the N-word. It's the S-word, you fucking dolt. (laughs) She didn't say the N-word, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Monica saw this earlier. She was (laughs) mind-blown by the stupidity. Never underestimate the stupidity of the average person. (laughs) Reply again. This is not about who gets to use or doesn't get to use the N-word. I have no right to give an opinion on that as a white male. So the person who's explaining is even on the... I'm on your side! (laughs) Come on, man! How good is this? You have two very progressive people arguing about whether you can say snigger without implying the N-word in a racist context. Fucking solving the world's problems, these people and sometimes i'll get accused of like why do you talk about sex robots you know why? why do you talk about uh nonsense stories why do you do silly stories why aren't you just focused on trump and politics all the fucking time this is why this is why i fucking waste your time (laughs) (laughs) look at the people you deal look at the people you're trying to reach out to this is not about who or who does not get to use the n-word. I have no right to give an opinion on that as a white male. I am only pointing out what we we speak as Americans is not universal language. Reply again. Yes, American speak is American, but not mutually exclusively American. The first country outside of America to know and use the N-word, in my opinion, would be Britain, if not our neighbor Canada. They're just making it up. <laughs> You are stuck on the N-word, which again, I have no right to debate on as a white male. That's the second time this guy said I'm a white male. That's privilege. I'm stuck on snigger, a classic word in the old English language that has no context to the N-word whatsoever and is spoken as common language in another country. Reply, you have no right to tell someone that the word, what word to be stuck on? (laughs) No, look. I'm concerned about the N-word here, but we're not even talking about the N-word. It's a completely different word. You have no right to tell me what word I need to be concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> even though it wasn't used. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Over Edge with a Diamond, thank you so much. There's problem solvers like this, Pluto Pluto. Check your privilege, Kitty V in the chat. <laughs> you have no right to tell someone what word to be stuck on. The word resemblance to the n word is far too close to ignore, and why multiple people endorse calling it out. It's close to the n word, therefore, it's the n word. <laughs> <laughs> ben K. Veritas at the time, and don't you dare say snigger lives matter, you bigot. Don't you dare snigger at the Black Lives Matter rally. Holy shit, man. (laughs) I guess context is everything. Another reply. It's a very common word in the UK and has no racist overtones at all. There's a town called Scunthorpe, which has the C word in it. We even allow children to say Scunthorpe. (laughs) Jensen, that's a proper noun versus an adjective that can be substituted. This guy is like a fucking pit bull, man. He needs everybody to understand that the word snigger is just the N-word with an S and not a different word. (laughs) It's too close to the N-word. Therefore, it's the N-word. Wow. Winning TV with a diamond. I'm confused. Can you start over? God, no. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? New TV show, The (laughs) N-Word. That's a proper noun versus an adjective that can be substituted. Reply, isn't it a verb, to snigger? We also call cigarettes fags, nothing to do with homophobia. Verb, and I'm sure you're careful with your word choices because of it. (laughs) I'd never even considered that it could be seen as offensive, to be honest. I can see how it might, however. You see how these people... Th- There's an old saying, never argue with a stupid person because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. So this person just keeps just keeps replying with idiotic replies constantly. Like the guy says, well, we have cigarettes here. We call them fags. Like, that's not homophobic. And he's like, well, it's a verb. And I bet you're very careful about how you use that word. You know what I mean? Like, it never ends. These people cannot see reason. So never argue with an idiot. They'll bring you down to their level and beat you with experience. (laughs) Reply. I didn't know it wasn't used in the US, to be honest. I I, I guess I assumed it was. Another reply. From my experiences and conversations with my English friends, most of them have been told, some harshly, some calmly, when they got to the States that it can be misconstrued and have a negative response. At the same time, Americans attempt an English accent and use it freely. Another reply, I was told not to say fags for cigarettes while there, and I didn't, but here is the word used. I will be careful when using snigger from now on To I guess. You see how they beat you into submission with their fucking idiocy. So now these these people have now they're now convinced that they're not allowed to use a perfectly fine word in the English language. Snigger. They're not allowed to use it because it's too close to the n word. Says some idiot on Twitter. <laughs> Unbelievable. <clears throat> and, and see and these are the two, now the converse, now the conversation is shifted between the two people who were actually arguing with the guy who said that you can't use the word. So now they're having a discussion amongst themselves. Listen to this. I think it's cool of you to be considerate. Honestly, my initial idea of commenting was to also acknowledge Americans tend to be raised with a narrow focus on the world around them. So now we're insulting all Americans. <laughs> I can't do this anymore, man. Get me off this ride. This is insanity. Insanity. These people, they sound smart, but they're not smart. They sound smart, but they're very dumb. And look, I can speak pretty fucking blue collar from time to time. I know I'm not that stupid. I don't sound smart, but, you know, I may be smarter than I sound. But these people are dumber than they sound. (laughs) Far and beyond. (laughs) I think it's cool of you to be considerate. Honestly, my initial idea of commenting uh, was to acknowledge Americans tend to be raised with a narrow focus on the world around them. Most Americans don't even leave their own state to vacation. I get why French hate Americans. Reply, I used to work for the State Department in West Africa. I know where you're coming from. Reply, oh wow, you have some stories, I'm positive. Absolutely. Mainly, though, it seemed there were two types of Americans. Those who only socialized with Americans and ordered almost all food from home, which was flown in once a week, and those who went out, saw the country, and socialized with everyone. That is actually a very accurate, non-offensive base assessment of the two different types of (laughs) American...
0: That's it.
1: Fucking listen to this. That is actually a very accurate, non-offensive base assessment of the two different types of Americans. You know why I don't like doing the PC language stuff? Because it's fucking exhausting. I have no other word to describe it other than fucking exhausting because these people have to use five words where I can use one. That really is my main issue with PC language is it takes twice as long to do anything. It takes twice as long to say anything. It takes five times as long to write anything because all of your little statements have to have little caveats put into them. You could just say, that's accurate. No, you have to write, that is a very accurate non-offensive base assessment. What the fuck are you talking? This is management speak. I've told this story so many times I've lost count, but I'm going to tell it again because it, it boils, it distills all of this shit into one like tiny little bite-sized chunk that you can take home and chew on. Uh, driving through a tunnel in Sydney like years ago, it stuck with me to this day. And it was like it was probably like 15 years ago I was driving through this fucking tunnel in the middle of the night. I'm the only car on the road. And it's one of those tunnels where they can send... Um, you know, audio to your radio if you've got the radio on. So like if roadworks or something is happening. So I get this fucking thing come over the radio when I drive in the tunnel and there was workers on the road like a kilometre up. You know, a kilometre in the tunnel, there's workers on the road, one of the lanes is closed. And instead of coming over the radio and saying, please merge right, there are workers in the left lane. Instead of doing that, this fucking voice comes over the radio and it says to me, Please observe tunnel, tunnel signage to. Uh, please take note of tunnel signage to observe safe maintenance activities. And I thought, what the fuck does that mean? Attention driver. Please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities. <laughs> they could just say, the left lane is closed, merge right. That's what PC does to language, it brutalizes it. It gang rapes language because instead of a one-on-one, one one word versus one word little love affair that we can have, we have to have 10 words deep dicking the one word, which is just left mangled on the floor, blood pouring out of its eyeballs. If you can use one word, use one. There's no need for please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities and fucking maintenance activities. These people are sick in the head. Instead of saying... People brainwash themselves with PC language. It, 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 Jenny, exactly. It's exhausting. Just say what you think. There's no need to use these extra words. Just cut right to the fucking chase, man. So this person, instead of saying, wow, that's spot on. You nailed it. Three words. You nailed it. That would do. no. That is actually a very accurate, non-offensive base assessment of the two different types of Americans. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you loon. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, I'll tell you what, because I started late, we are late. Uh, you know what? I might wrap it up there. I'll save some stuff for tomorrow night. On that little anecdote, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's been an absolute abortion. Hopefully, we'll be back fit and fighting and ready to go tomorrow for another edition, Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to follow our friends uh, at RealPersonPLTCS, PLTCS, WinningTV, Censor Kimmy, Winning TV, UK Neil, uh, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, Coffee Talk with Sandra as well. Uh, I'll put that link in the chat again for Coffee Talk with Sandra for her fundraiser. She's doing incredibly well. She's had a, a, a great response to it. People are being very generous. And that will be in the show notes. Again, Kitty's been putting the link in the chat all night. So thank you so much for that, Kitty. Um, I'll open the chest right now. Apologies to the people who normally watch on Periscope or uh, Twitch or YouTube. But for some reason tonight, Restream didn't like me. So hopefully we'll be back tomorrow tomorrow. Firing on all cylinders. Thank you so much. Don't forget JJ Stoner, ladies and gentlemen. Later on tonight, 10 p.m., everybody's favorite lover of French women, Mersh. Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., Daywave, Royce Lopez, midday with JJ Stoner, 4 o'clock, Revenge of the Sister. Then we'll be back after that at 6 p.m. with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Also, don't forget to follow Irrational Times who did the Trenton Wave song. Uh, JJ Stoner, we mentioned JJ. We'll mention JJ again. Fuck it, why not? We love JJ here on the show. Uh, Joy of Pessy, Uh, Major Tom, D in the chat, co-host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. Follow all of our friends, Rusty as well, in the chat. Follow the people, uh, follow the shows that support us, support the shows that support us. So until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, 6 p.m., stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.